uh, tomorrow I have jury duty for the first time. And, uh, gavel smack. Yeah. You know, um, and it's funny because, uh, you know, like I, I, I have to take off of work and, um, you know, you, they don't, you don't know for sure whether you have jury duty until the night before, apparently like they'll, they'll tell you in like a, like a month in advance, like, Hey, you have jury duty in, in a month. But then the day before the, the date, you have to make sure what, like whether you do or not, it's weird. But, uh, Anyway, so I called work and told him, yeah, I got picked, so, you know. But then I called my dad, who is a judge, and I was like, so what am I in for here? What what should I be ready for? And he was like... <laughs> he was like, you're not in for well, anything. You're not on trial. That's not how jury duty works. Well, what what he, what he said was essentially, well, because of my background, uh, I've never served jury duty, so I don't know anything about what you're... <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I, I have no idea. And I was like, oh. So, and then of course, right before that, my mom was like, oh, well, I mean, I've been picked for jury duty like six times. And I think once they actually pulled my number because I don't know, it's like a raffle, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so that's my, that's what I wanted to ask you guys is what do you think could possibly make you unfit to be a jury member <laughs> or what, in what case, in what court case would they consider you not? Because that's what I have to do tomorrow, apparently, is they might, they, they may or they may not decide to try and, like, weed out someone who may not be fit to serve as juror on, on this okay. particular my go to uh, My go-to get-out-of-jury-deal uh, topic would be the inner circle, yes. of course. <laughs> yes. My get-out-of-jury-free card would be either mentioning, like, hey, my uncle's a judge, or, like, uh, or something, like, uh, mention jury nullification. I mean, if I wanted to be honest, I'd say that I, I hope that uh, they either just see my name and realize, hey, because like sometimes dad fills in at that courthouse like they know him. So <laughs> yeah, they'll, right. they'll either be like, oh, it's you. Yeah, you, you can go. And then I'll have the day off, which which will be awesome. Uh, I think it might take or, a while for you to be dismissed, though. I wouldn't get your hopes up necessarily for that. Yeah, or like I like the the victim, like, like if like, you know, I, obviously I, I don't wish anything bad on anyone in particular but if the victim happens to be if it was like a hate crime against like some group that i identify with like this is the this is the school teacher killer on trial does anyone here have any emotional inclination towards teachers (laughs) i thought you were were gonna say like not that i would wish ill will on anybody but let's say maybe he gets a pair of concrete shoes and falls into a lake hi it's me i'm italian (laughs) yeah like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I am interested to see what it's like to be a juror, but at the same time, it's like, hey, if I don't get to, if I don't have to go to work, then it, it would be sweet if I could just stay home, you know? All, like, Victor, all you got to do is just mention jury nullification. Just be like, hey, so we can't be punished for a wrong decision, right? Because that's the point of a jury. And you can't be tried more than <laughs> once. So, like, if we think that a law yeah, is dumb, like, is- if it's like a, uh, uh, 18 year old kid who got caught like with an ounce of pot or something and like we don't want to ruin his life do each of my personalities get to have an opinion on this case how many votes do i get how many (laughs) how many electoral votes do i get Uh, yeah good good luck yeah thank you uh more, more on this next week oh wait aren't you a mason now I don't know what you're talking about.
Hiya. Welcome to Genrebot, the group writing machine. This is the podcast where we take three individual uh, characters that we've created beforehand and turn them into a three-act story by adding plots and stories and things. Uh, my name is, is, uh, is, oh, what's that? It's, it's me. It's Andrew. I've, I've appeared out of nowhere right behind you. Now I'm on your left. Uh, now I'm on your right. My, my name's Adam. Uh, and, uh, I'm not a dog. I'm a wolf. I am a victor. Okay. Victor's Mason for one week and he's already racist. Turtle power! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Vic. Alright. And this uh, week's genre is a ninja movie. Yeah. uh, uh, Smoke and mirrors. uh, But the mirrors are daggers. Ah, look out! Did you guys catch catch that uh, ninja parade the other day? Ha ha. (laughs) Yeah. Neither neither did anyone else. Oh. Uh Man, Andrew, tell us what these movies are about. Okay, these movies are about... uh, That's weird, I don't remember leaving my window open. These movies are about uh, a group of historical figures called the ninjas. (laughs) Or the shinobi. Or the shinobi. Yeah, history. Yes, Uh, they they were a historical uh, group that kind of, uh, under in feudal Japan, kind of created the uh, martial arts of ninjutsu. And uh, there's also kind of like a lot of interesting backstory and stuff about them, how they were like mostly, you know, commoners and farmers as opposed to the noble samurai. And so like a lot of their weapons, like the throwing stars are supposed to be disguised as carpenter tools and all that sort of thing. But uh, also sometimes they're like magic and they can jump out of shadows and things because, you know, Hollywoodized. Yeah, I uh... Hollywoodized, I think, is a good term for it. Same thing with like pirates, how they're no longer nowadays. You know, uh... Our very good friend Theo sometimes listens to this podcast, and uh, at at the risk of him listening to this episode and then never wanting to listen to us again, <laughs> um, that was a while ago. I feel, I feel like I feel like I should uh, point out because um, he's he has mentioned many times uh, that I think the ninja, like the way that we perceive them, is actually kind of a myth, and that. Um, they were kind of an image that just represented a mysterious assassin. You know what I mean? Like where the wearing all black and the sneaking around in the shadows. Oh yes, just, yes, yes. Of course. Yeah. Like it just represented like a, a gifted assassin that just struck from the shadows without being seen. And it became this whole kind of mythos of its own. Right. That's part of the Hollywoodization. Yeah, if like if you want to be sneaky and blend in, you don't dress in all black. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Unless you're like working behind a stage, which is what like where that some of that myth originated from. If I'm yes. No. I've heard this yeah. too. Like, if uh, like um, normally stagehands are dressed in all black, so you don't notice them. So, if a character is dressed in all black, you're kind of trained not to notice him until he stabs somebody in the scene. Right. Yeah. So, like, there's all kinds of cool stuff in history about what what we would classify as as ninja, but. uh you know, there's also like a totally, you know, it's like anything else, like in movies, like, you know, there's, there's, there's movie cops, there's movie teachers, you know, and then there's real life where it's different. Oh, there's movie you know? scientists. 
Yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah no, that's... Real-life ninjas are entirely different. <laughs> I've always wanted to make, like, a, uh, like a Hollywoodized movie about, like, uh, a guy who studies owls, and, like, he's called in by, like, NORAD or NASA or something, and he has to save the world. Because he's a scientist, and that means he can do any sort of science thing. <laughs> Owlman... I think Owlman saves the world is, uh, like, a future pitch oh, of ours. Oh, man, well, Owlman's actually the name of this alternate universe, Batman, who can actually... Uh... Guys, you just spoiled my genre for next week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two for the price of one, genre bot week. Yeah, but we've done uh, martial arts movies, we've done spy movies, now we're doing ninja. Oh, uh, fit, okay, yeah. Fit, yeah, we, uh, we, that groove we we've missed. already given the the fuzzy elephant disclaimer of how a lot of our genres now are becoming hyper-specific and maybe a subgenre of something we've already done. Yeah, yeah sure, I'm, I'm just saying, like, hey, uh, we haven't done exactly yeah. ninjas yet, so this is perfect yeah. for Anyways, our show. Anyways, yeah, uh, a couple examples of some ninja movies are, of course, Ninja Assassin, which is one of our favorite movies for memes. Indeed. And uh, it's it's funny because, like, at first glance, you're like, doesn't ninja mean assassin? Isn't that just assassin assassin? But then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, wait, he kills other ninjas. Yeah. Spoil ninja assassin. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Like that's in the, op- like, that's in the, okay, keep going. Yeah. Uh, other examples <laughs> are 1983's female ninja Kushigora, Kushinigora, Kush. In Gora. Final answer. 1991's Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles 1, Protecting the Royal Embryo. 1992's Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles 2, Secret of the Christian Bells. Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles 3, Sacred Book of Sexual Positions. Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles 4, Rebel Forces at the Threshold. Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles 5, Secret Story of Jiraiya. Then three years later, Female Ninjas Magic Chronicles Legend of Yagyu. Part 1 and 2. I mean, you could have said, like, the Female Ninja franchise. Nope. I went through... I'd count uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I went through all of them. Come on. I went on list of ninja films on Wikipedia, and these were the ones that struck me. I really want to see Protecting the Royal Embryo. (laughs) Any of the various TMNT movies? Those, yeah. Uh, There's some American ninjas, some uh, Beverly Hill ninja, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wolverine? There are ninjas that in that. Is, um, no, no, that is a no. that is a samurai movie. There are ninjas in it. Is it a ninja and movie? The samurai if there are is the bad it? guy. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Is it a ninja movie if ninjas are in it? Because if it just needs ninjas in it, then I don't know. There's a ninja in a scene in the Lego Movie. Does no. that count? <laughs> it's the Lego Movie. Okay, ba- yeah. a, a baby elephant uh, parallel. A- Parallel to the baby elephant maxim is the dude come on maxim. <laughs> would you call would you call Batman Begins a ninja movie? Yes. Oh, that's a better yes. question. That's listed on here. Really? Yeah, oh. American uh, list of ninja films, hashtag American films, Batman Begins, 2005. Yeah, I guess it kind of works, too. But not The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. Well, no. Yeah, no, that, that sounds pretty good. Huh. How about that? Well, how about what, that? What about that? Well, I was going to say maybe Kill Bill. Uh, hmm. Let's see. That is not that's on a, this list. That's a tough one. I that, guess that's more like... Yeah. That's not really ninjutsu. Oh, whoa, guys, guys, there's a plane! Oh, God, the ninjas found us. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, they're here. <laughs> In character time. Whoa, three ninjas just jumped into my room. Let's find out what their names are. Whoa. Yeah. Did you jump off of something? 
That sounded like you jumped off. I just off shut of my window. It's a nice day uh, outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is on this list. Oh, uh, dude. Yes. <laughs> How did we not? Uh, I mean, I would have. Yeah, that's good. Makes sense. Okay, yeah, so tell us about character time, Andrew. This is the Andrew. part of the show where we take three characters that we've written and we uh, we we throw them together, where we, we, we tell them to each other. So let's start with Victor's character. Yay, me. All right. So I decided I wanted something that was, that had equal potential for being silly or serious, which is actually a tough task. Um, so, my character's name is Suko, S-U-K-O, which is uh, a nickname for a much longer actual Japanese name uh, called Porosukoto. That's cool, you didn't add him. You're like, hey man, who needs that nonsense? Yes, um, and, well, the funny thing is I tried to come up with a name that was very short that sounded vaguely Japanese. And then I was like, well, it would be cool if that was actually short for something. And I was like, well, I can't make that up. So I was like, screw this. I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) So writing. All right. So um, he is a rotund and stoic 37-year-old Japanese man. And he works as a soup chef. I thought this was getting a sumo ninja. Well, he works. Oh man! Hold on, he works. What? He works as a soup chef, but few people, especially since he's so stoic and he doesn't talk much, few people know about his background, which includes uh, several years studying abroad in Japan uh, in the ancient and mystical shinobi arts. So he actually does, like the extent of his training, like I kind of left vague, but he does actually have a background in shinobi. All right, so a, a chef, ninja chef. Yep, and I imagine him always like, very like, just very like quietly, just like dispensing like soup based wisdom. <laughs> like, <laughs> like spe- I can, I can see that. A good soup has very good flavor with only three ingredients. This doesn't seem. I think we should only. Uh, we shouldn't have character voices this episode. Nope. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, Suko's cool, man. <laughs> no, he's cool. I'm just. <laughs> oh right. yeah, uh, there was also. A... I was also going to say like he could do this thing that I was talking about, where like you hide the ninja implements as like parts of your trade. Like I'm sure there's something you could do, like uh, like I don't know. What can you make out of a spoon? Yeah, what can you make out of a spoon? I guess knives would would have been the first place to go to, really. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> right, I, right, yeah. I imagine like. Uh, some like the main character, like something going down near wherever he's cooking soup, and then just out of nowhere, just without even flinching, he just like I don't know, just like grabs a pot and just like slams it around a dude's head, and then yanks it by the handle and just brings him to the floor, <laughs> and just like just starts using soup-related implements expertly as weapons. <laughs> All right, uh, All right that's pretty cool. cool. Well, I'll I'll take uh, I'll take the. L and go second. Okay. Uh, my character is Celestine Yokohama. Everything goes in the chat this time. 
Yep. <laughs> she is an yeah. international thief. And I uh, named her after uh, the first name of the actress who played the titular role in the play Carmen and a sister city of San Diego. Neat. Yeah. She is an international thief. I didn't really uh, didn't really elaborate, but uh, she sneaks around the world from Kiev to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you out for a ride on a slow boat to China. Uh, tell me where in the so world you, so, is is uh, is she? You came up with that whole bit, but like not like more character. I well, okay, I did. I figured <laughs> like maybe she could be uh, like a person who hires ninja, or a person in ninjas hired to kill, or this sort of thing. Oh, I haven't mentioned Doctor McNinja this whole time. Oh, geez, yeah, Doctor McNinja is amazing. That's great. It's actually wrapped. not a movie though. No, but it has wrapped apparently. We talked about uh, what do you call it? We we have other genres than different forms yeah, of media. Yeah, no, I just it's fine. Like it's you know, I'm fine. Honorable mention is cool, but you know, yeah, genres um, are not movie exclusive. <laughs> no, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> what, what new baby elephant parallel rule is that? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's not really a. That's just kind of what a genre means. But anyway, yes, international thief. I didn't really give her any physical features, but we could say like a very kind of shadowy sort of figure. Maybe she doesn't even interact with the uh, with the other characters at all until the end. Yeah, who knows? Uh, very, I don't know, guarded. Not really a major player is what I'm talking about here. Like maybe not one of the main people. That's a good question. Are we making three protagonists each time, or just three characters? Because it seems just like, three characters. Yeah, it seems like we, we flip flop. Yeah, it's always it's always a roll of the dice. Yeah, now and then my character pops up as a protagonist. Now sometimes they're not. They're just a background player. This one specifically, I designed to be kind of maybe more. You know, it depends on which role, but definitely in well, the background. Good transition, Victor. Why don't you go next? <laughs> All right, so Victor's character is named Suko. It's short for a long, like, Japanese name. Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> he wanted something short, but then he had to look it up. Mm. Makes Okay, my character is named uh, Mr. Oda Shoji. In chat. There we go. Yep. <laughs> for all intensive purposes, let's just call him Mr. Sh- Shoji. Mr. Shoji. And uh, he is an elderly collector. Like this, he collects ancient. He collects uh, ancient artifacts from feudal Japan, some of which are rumored to have magical properties. Ah. That's good. That's very like flexible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking like it could be that perhaps he's the one that he's you know giving these artifacts to ninjas to use to kill people, or perhaps ninjas are. Ki- going to kill him for the, the stuff. Well, dude, you guys... Either, well, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there, yeah. Either way, whatever, how you ever sees fit, it seems like a good item to add to the plot. I've already got a, a very easy connection here. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll wait, though, until our next segment, whatever that may be. Yeah, our next segment is Andrew's favorite mammals. Uh, kind of like the platypus, it's, it stinks that Australia won't let us take them for zoos, but like it's cool that the males are venomous. This has been Andrew's favorite mammals. Now let's move on to story time. 
And, and I'm a little disappointed in you. Platypus is like a, it's kind of low-hanging fruit for weird yeah, mammals. Yeah, okay, well, how about the short-tailed true? That's another venomous mammal that is actually venomous in the mouth instead of the ankles. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I wouldn't, I don't know, man. I, I would call out probably anyone but Andrew on that. I understand Adam's thing, though. Platypuses <laughs> are a very, like, waffle monkey kind of, whoa, so random, holds up spork. Well, I mean, like, would they be called platypi? They would not, actually, because the Latin root uh, P-U-S at the end there is from the root word uh, just pus, which means foot. Octopus is the same way. It's not from the Latin root uh, U-S. So the plural See, that, would, be octo- but, would be octopodes or platypodes, but at that point, you're bringing in foreign language pluralization, and at that point, why not just treat it like an English word and call it octopuses and platypuses? Victor, this is uh, when you, where you go home. <laughs> See, Victor's you meant, an English you, teacher, not a Latin teacher. No, I, I, I followed all of that. I enjoy learning about etymology, and I'm kind of sad that you didn't do that whole bit as the creepy etymologist. Oh, crap. Oh. We brought the creepy etymologist into, like, the lower, like, uh, out of the John Robot finale sub-universe and into the John Robot movie <laughs> uh, sub-universe. All right. Well, anyway, yeah, let's no. let's do it. Let's, let's do our next thing. Yes. Uh, story time is our next segment. Story time! This is the part where we take all those lovely characters that we just talked about and, uh put them into their places for a three-act story ganza. Celestine is going to steal stuff from Mr. Shoji. Yep. Oh, whoa. Yeah, hey, that's yep. easy. Boom. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, the, the Shoji Chibuchi show? Nope. nope. Uh, that's just... I'll send you a link to it later. Okay. I picked, like, <clears throat> parts of names that I could pronounce pretty easily. <laughs> He's really big in Branson, Missouri. Okay. Uh, yeah, but that uh, type of thing should totally work. Is she with, like, some group of ninjas? Um, Is she working alone? I don't know if she's a ninja or not. I guess we can decide that. Okay. <laughs> well, if we're making that connection, my only point is, we need more ninjas. <laughs> mm. Well, I think Suko might be... I think we might be able to just make him, like, our protagonist. Hmm. That, that's possible. Like, the whole movie can be about this guy who just wants to be a chef. It'd be like Chef with John Favreau if John Favreau were a ninja. <laughs> that, that, that's an interesting premise. Although, for some reason, we have a very... Like, we, we're kind of... At the moment, we're hitting a lot of the same beats <laughs> that our martial arts movie did. Oh, wow. Just to call, just to call it out. Oh, gee, absolutely. Sorry, I'm I'm sitting here trying to think up like, like wise little isms for Suko to say that are super related. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is that if he worked, if it if he was a chef at a pizza restaurant, no, we're not we're not we're not doing that again. Uh, no, this we're, is entirely we're have, we're different. So, pe- so far, we're gonna have pizza guru vengers next. <laughs> We could actually just make like a, like an all food martial arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of go food martial arts. Okay, all then, pizza then, oh the, the movie the needs next, to, the movie. The next genre the we're gonna do to... is like hot dog foo or something. Dude, what, the... but we're, we're out. We did kung fu and pizza. And now we're doing ninjas and and we've got karate soup. It's specifically soup. <laughs> he's, he's a soup chef. 
It's like okay. a soup Nazi, but instead of, he's a, a soup ninja. Yeah, okay, so soup ninjutsu. <laughs> Add that to the list. Okay. Okay. So... Oh my god, that's going to be so Where's funny. This movie... <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> you say... Where's see... this movie set place? All right, okay. you mark my words. I will. My characters now will all be food-themed martial artists. Every single one? <laughs> Like oh, you, you just wait. <laughs> oh. So, all, all right, right, where is this movie right. set? Uh, do we want to put it? Let's start out in Asia. This Japan, yeah. Let's, let's well, probably just, Japan. Good point. It. Yeah, let's just have it in Japan. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. So, is Suko like overseas, like like on a vacation type thing, or is he? Does he have his place own place there? Well, I imagine you call him international. I, I he's got his own I, soup shop there, so like we might yeah. as well set him there. I, I imagined him not owning the place, just working somewhere. Oh, like he's. It could be, hmm, it could be a plot hook type thing where maybe he he travels back to Japan because I don't know his father's old shop something happened to him. <laughs> like maybe um, like well okay like maybe if Mister Shoji is kind of uh, like one of our main characters, like maybe he's like a friend of Suko's and that's just like his favorite place to go and eat. You know. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's nice. possible. I also don't know whether or not Celestine is a, uh, well, she's probably French with a name like Celestine. Her last name is the name of a Japanese city, not a Japanese last name. So I'm thinking this is a pseudonym. Um, okay. So, um, she can, um, is she going to be our protagonist or antagonist? Cause Adam did say something about how Shoji could be giving artifacts to Ninja. I think maybe she's like an antagonist. Yeah. Okay. As in, like, she's leading a group of ninjas to steal from uh, Mr. Soji? Uh, yeah, that kind of makes or sense. Or is she... Yeah, I mean, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. But once again, we've gone out of our martial arts movie, and then we're just in our spy oh, movie. yeah, yeah, you know what? We shouldn't have her leading a group of ninjas, because that's kind of like the uh, the the martial arts movie. The Clan of the Crimson Kerchief? Yeah, yeah those, those dudes. Well, maybe, um, <clears throat> okay, so maybe the point is that uh, Mr. Shoji is trying to, like, maybe he has these valuables and uh, Celestine's trying to steal something, and the movie is going to be about, how, like, trying to stop them, and maybe that's how Suko can present himself as actually, like, adept at these arts, so he can mm-hmm. join the oh. join the team, so to speak. Well, uh, we could do something a little more like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I know Chinese, but uh, the way that goes is that the uh, a magical sword is stolen by this thief, and like the whole movie is like fighting her to get it back type stuff. Perhaps uh, one of his magical artifacts was already stolen, and in order to get it back, they have to fight a ninja that already has hmm. this weapon. Oh, okay. Well, Hang really- on. Do you want to do what we do best and make a magic item? <laughs> Maybe, but hold on. I'll, while we're while we're on a roll with this, I want to just throw something out there. Um, let's say Mr. Shoji, like there's this typical kind of dramatic, uh, you know, lights and shadows scene where, um, like ninja, like invade Mr. Shoji's home and steal something, and then there can be a scene where he goes to uh get like to get some soup at this place and suko could be like you know what you know what happened and um there can be maybe a scene where um they like either they show up or like maybe just someone tries to like just steal from the restaurant or whatever 
and Zuko just like takes them apart, you know, and then and then Mr. You know, and then he can just kind of like just kind of gather himself and just be like, "I will help you," <laughs> like, and they can. That, yeah, that could be something. Uh, perhaps like it's the magical artifact was stolen was like kind of one of two type thing, and Mr. Soji has the other one and he takes to the shop. That's why the ninjas come and attack the mm. shop and Zuko fights them off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hang on, I've got an idea. What if like. What if uh, Celestine is connected somehow, like she knows somebody up in the uh, the Yakuza, and they have one of their own ninjas on their side? So there is, like, kind of an enemy I, ninja, but it's not Celestine. I just kind of... I don't know. I, I don't... I, I don't, I, I I guess, don't uh, want this to sound, like, aggressive, because it's not meant to be, but I, I don't... Like, the Yakuza don't always have to be the go-to bad group in Japan. Or, you know, like... Okay, that kind of sounds like you're going up to bat for the Yakuza, but, like... <laughs> no, like like I said, like, I, I I don't know how to make it sound non-argumentative, but, like, I'm just... No, the Yakuza had some it good sounds ideas. a little cliche, I get it. I kind of was thinking that same thing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, okay. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't want to just write Cel- Celestine off as a villain straight off, You know, if you know what I'm saying. Well, hmm. maybe, like, just antagonist. Okay. Uh, why is would be she be stealing these magical uh, artifacts if we're talking like a because uh, they're thing? magic and they're worth money? <laughs> yeah, or is that a, is it a greed motivation? Uh, sounds like it... a pretty good motivation to steal something that's magic. Maybe it's maybe uh, it's love... like the Catwoman motivation of like the uh, ninjas have like something they're holding over her and forcing her to steal for them. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to draw any like broad strokes or anything like this, but uh, this type of uh, uh, Asian culture stuff usually comes up as um, like I often seen see plot points involving I don't know family, honor, themes like that type mm. stuff. If if you want to take it in a different direction other than greed, it could be revenge driven. It could be uh, yeah, honor based. Uh, she could just be like, what if the magic item is kind of like it's something that helps you be a better thief. Because, you know, thievery is dishonorable. So they would, yeah, they would oh. actively be fighting against something that is dishonorable. Hmm. That's possible. <laughs> but I'm just, in my head, I'm just like, huh, didn't we do that last week? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were we doing last week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Thief's Honor was the movie. Oh, right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're... Uh... This is a different movie. We're allowed to to do that. True. Anyway, um, you're not hearing anything because someone posted a video in our chat. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's there for you know whenever. Um, so um, I'm now watching a well, trailer for Tekken Seven. Now, d- guys, we no one had to say anything. There's a fat man. So, He's uh, doing push-ups. Heard... He's upside down. I think my connection is that this character that Victor has created is from, is Tekken inspired. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So if you guys know the character Bob from Tekken, that's that's who Victor's character is like. Well, he's he's a, 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 rotund, a rotund gentleman that can throw hey. down. Yeah. So No shame, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets their ideas everywhere. He's like Jack Black, um, anyway, like he's fat, but he's got energy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's another... That's another similar, uh, like, uh, let's not just do straight up, uh, what do you call him, Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, darn. 
With the soup, with, with, oh, with soup Suko. and everything. Guys, we all yeah, suck. I, I wouldn't make that connection if I... No, I, I swear to God, I, I, I... Here's the thing. I was, uh... I was talking to Sarah, and I was like, I have to come up with a character. And I was like, I, it's a ninja movie, like, what's an idea? And she said... A... What did she say? She said, like, some fat loser guy who like his life goes down the drain and like he gets a divorce and he decides to like he decides to like travel to japan and learn how to be a ninja to try and like like get his life back together oh i'm sorry for like the first couple uh, bits of that i thought like sarah was trying to paint like a dark and terrible future for you (laughs) she would no she would but that no but uh anyway yeah so i took that and i just took stuff out of it that i liked i was like i do like the idea of it being like a big fat guy that becomes a ninja but then i just thought i don't know i think it would be funny if he was a soup chef i don't know and uh, that's fine and it's it's totally cool when like we take when like our inspiration comes from all over the place all these different like places come together because when they mix and match and you're like oh, a little bit this movie a little bit that movie then that's a new movie that always right, there happens. are no original <laughs> ideas sure not exactly yeah, just it's like when you notice those connections, it's kind well, of. Like, I would argue. Oh, hey, let's. I would argue that Axe <laughs> Cop was was pretty original. Andrew. Well, that was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, take no that. No one's done Jack Lumber. Just saying. Just saying. No one's done Jack Lumber because it's like a creatively bankrupt idea from the start. <laughs> he he cre- he did a whole character sheet in D anD D for Jack Lumber. <sighs> okay, pretty, he's, he's I mean, good. bottom up, I guess, in terms of creativity. <laughs> And I, I'm not going to make fun of it too bad because I know that eventually, when I let him do a side quest as a DM, he's going to put him in, and then he'll be a part. Of, honestly, he'll I, be a honestly, part of I, that universe I, forever. <laughs> I, I literally wouldn't because he's not creative enough of a character. <laughs> <laughs> like even I am well, opposed. Well, no, <laughs> he's not creative enough. <laughs> the, his his character background is just the word lumberjack. Period. <laughs> Okay. What class is he? Did you homebrew a lumberjack class? <laughs> no, no, he's a fighter and he fights with a great uh, axe. But no, think about how good a lumberjack class would be. Like, you could mix, like, fighter and druid stuff. I'm falling asleep as I think about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, but back on track here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Suko. Um, him... Hmm. I almost wanted to like draw a line between him and Celestine. Well, do you, you want, like if well, you want you want me to be more specific as to like who I kind of picture him being like is he's he's like uh he's like Chien Po in Mulan. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. Better. Sidekick, he, quiet. He's got a yeah, quiet wisdom dispensing sidekick who is good at fighting. A Sancho Panza, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, remind me who right? that is. Uh, Don Quixote's friend. Oh right, 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 right. Um, okay, yeah, maybe. Kind, yeah, like, kind of, sorta. He's not the main. He's not meant to be like a main character. I kind of like him no. as a main character, but though. Th- I yeah, I kind of like that idea. That's a good yeah, angle to have. Fat protagonist. In other stories, he would not be the main character, but he just so happens he's to be in thrust this one. into it because his buddies like a surprise ingredient in, in a delicious oh. soup. If you want him to be the main character, then we definitely need there to be more of a like enticing mystery to his background. Well, otherwise, we could make a new character to be a protagonist, because otherwise none of us fit that role. <laughs> We're just saying that he fits the role the best. Do we want to make him that? One should not be attached to positions. 
A good soup is enjoyed, and then it is gone. Soup that is not that's, eaten is meaningless. A, that's like the first 20 minutes of Kung Fu A soup in harbor is safe, but that is not what soup is for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So so what do you think? Should we have an, a new protagonist, or should it be him? I'm voting him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with whatever. I mean, we can make do with what we have. I think we have enough interesting characters to work this out. And similar to... Um, Similar to two episodes ago with our shoot 'em up, um, a lot of this movie is going to depend on like good action, good choreography. You know, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, like we just kind of breezed through two action scenes, which in like a if it was a Jackie Chan movie, they'd have all kinds of fun like interactions oh, and stuff like the that. The kitchen fight would be so fun. So yes, ser- serving soup and and fighting bad guys at the same time because it's like rush hour. I want there to, I want and, and not rush hour Jackie Chan I, I movie. I mean like pot, time to eat. Yeah, yeah, and I want there to be a pot of soup that like he as he's fighting will still like watch and like throw ingredients into. <laughs> like, 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 oh yeah, pow pow pow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, so uh, hang, I've got, at the end he has yeah, to dunk I've, I've got an idea for our uh, for our uh, magic item here that's being stolen. Yeah, I was gonna say let's see that. Yeah, next. Uh, I have an idea. Surprise, kind of cameo from Louis, like a ninja. Uh, we could use the cloak of the Shadowmonger from our Winter Session D and D game. It is kind of ninja. I don't remember that. That was a that was the magic either. item that Louis gave me. I used it in the final fight versus Vaslu, the uh, the snake god, named after the Freet. Yes, he was in charge of some snake people. Uh, or like a homebrew lizard folk, uh, dragonborn hybrid thing, sand striders. Anyway, so um, basically, when attuned to this cloak, you can use a bonus action to wreathe yourself in shadow and necromantic energies. You gain resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. You are the target of the attack. You can use reaction to force the target. Uh, so blah, it's blah, like blah, blah, you blah, become blah. the ultimate ninja. Like you become a literal shadow. Yes. Okay, and. Uh... I actually, I think I know oh, what the other and magic also item import- is then. Also we're importantly, saying. when a minute passes, the shadows leave your form and collect in a pool of black ichor, Adam, and you suffer one level of exhaustion. Okay. So, uh, yeah, what, what I'm thinking is uh, that, that, what was I going to say? Okay. The yeah. other item. Uh, yeah, the the other item is the, the foil to that. It's like some kind of, in my head, it's just a lantern that creates a light that Enables you to see this one, this shadow. Reef. How about like the, like, uh, like the the hat of shadow seeing or something? <laughs> I, I would sooner call it glasses or like headband. <laughs> how about like, uh, how about like gloves? Yeah, gloves are the a good. Glo- idea. The glove gloves that allow you to see shadows and punch them. Should yeah. it really have nothing to do with the eyes? Just gloves. I think um, like gloves that magic items. Ma- yeah, they don't have to work that way. They could, you know. Oh, okay, uh, but yeah, going off of what you said, yeah, uh, this cloak makes them like the the wearer intangible and can only be tangible to, by the the person wearing these gloves. Okay, and punched. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, so and and that's why uh, what Mister Soji has that he's running away from the thievery. Oh, there's also with, a, is that yeah, he's like there's also a thing that like uh, yeah. if uh, blah 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 if you get melee attacked you can force the target to make a wisdom saving throw on a fail takes some such necrotic damage that kind of thing what if so yeah, it's hard to punch what if, what if uh what if they like in the third act like the the whole like all is lost moment thing they tear up the gloves and suko like 
like ties them to like ties the fragments together into a headband and then wears that headband and then is able to fight them. What's like the gloves? Cause they, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. I, well, I, was, I thought you were going to say earlier was that maybe he assembles a team of, of ninja of other failed ninjas. And then in the end, in order to all fight them, each one like takes a finger of the gloves. Oh, well that's, that's not bad either. But I was saying like some, some well, cause that all came from, I was thinking like maybe his hands wouldn't fit in the gloves. So, so he has to like turn them into a headband or something. That, that is a funny, actually, I, I do like that idea is that, Mr. Uh, Mr. Shoji comes to him and he's like, like, these are the only things that can you that can use to help me fight to, you know, kill this, uh, this ninja, this super ninja now. <laughs> and he's like, but they don't fit my hands. <laughs> we need to we need to fi- find like uh, some other person with these abilities that can fight with us. Celestine. Against this. Her hands are smaller because she's a thief and stuff. No, what? We're we're saying Celestine is the one that stole yes, the clip. Yes, but now she has both. Haha. She, could, ha. she well, she could no. she could change sides. She could act too. She could change. She could I, be I, betrayed, kind of, by someone. Well, hey. Okay, hang oh, on. Okay. I got it. So, That's like, what you're she's kind of a behind the scenes type person. We just I I said originally, what if she hired somebody to take the cloak, but now they want it for themselves? Yeah, uh, that sounds pretty good. I like that idea. Hmm. Hmm. And then the, uh, their whole react interactions with her are about um, like them working with her and them finding out that she was actually the, the one trying to steal it ahead of time. And I don't know. In my head, it's just that she learns that she shouldn't have stolen it. But that in my we need more things to bridge those thoughts together. Um, I feel like maybe she doesn't need to learn anything. She's just kind of like she's just kind of a. Uh, neutral evil character working with them out of convenience well then what happens at the end when she gets when she has the gloves and the cloak um maybe she decides that the gloves are enough like do the gloves do anything that uh doesn't involve the cloak uh well the, the gloves are pretty useless they're unlike well i mean the, the gloves are good for punching Nothing. We haven't established anything special about them, but they're, specifically, they're the only thing that can be used to fight a, the person. The, the person made uh, intangible by this cloak. Hmm. So, if someone were to have the, the two of them, they would essentially be invincible. Yeah, like, well, yeah, and maybe like if you wore both, somehow it was like, like I don't know how. How would you stack those abilities? We would need a second ability for the gloves if we yeah, were to stack them. Yeah, what if the gloves them? also confer <clears throat> some kind of, like, they just make you super tough or something. So, like, if you're super tough and, like, kind of half intangible, because this only gives you resistance to certain damages, it doesn't grant you immunity. Well, well, maybe to, like, to someone who isn't wearing the cloak, like, your punches are unblockable. So there could be a scene... Oh, yeah, that's So there good. could be a scene where they just just dismantle a whole group of ninjas because they, they, there's just no match for the gloves. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the ultimate sword and the ultimate shield. Yeah, basically. Alright. That's cool. I was just gonna say, like, uh, that it, that it's, um, well, gee, now I forget. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that works out pretty cool. Alright, uh, so, what's their, uh, what's their medium step? What did they do in the middle? Did they go as Celestine like right away after they're like, we need someone whose hands these would fit. What if they're and like chosen? How, who, how do they like know her? Chosen one-ish and like, uh, 
they find out that she's the oh. like only one person who's worthy can uh, can wield them. And I, I don't even fit. I don't even think we need that. I think it's just that his hands are too big and her hands fits, but they need to find someone that, that they trust. I really because want that to be like him. an act three. I really want it to be like an act three twist that uh, Suko wears them. Like uh, yeah yeah no I, I see what you're saying but yeah like that so, somewhat well because that could, that should be a thing where it's like where Mister Mister Shoji I want Mister Shoji to be just terrified of anyone ever using any of these things you know like right. we need to get it back yeah. before it's used you know and we have to protect these and no no one may use them you know their magic will corrupt your mind you know and that's you know, because maybe Suko could even say, like, you know, perhaps it is better to fight Ultimate Shield with Ultimate Sword. You know, no, okay. no, we can't, we can't use them. They're magic, and that's bad, and it's, it's not. We can only, we, we should only use them to get the other one back, and then they're both going back in my collection. Yeah, and then that could be a thing, like an Act Three twist, where he finally puts them on, and then just owns everyone. Well, what I was gonna say is that, okay, this is dumb, but but hear me out. He cooks them into a soup. Dumb. And then, <laughs> And then drinks the soup. <laughs> and has their power. Oh my god. Oh my god. Because <sighs> that makes more sense than ripping them up and turning them into a it head. Kind of well, then does, here's, hold on. But also, hold on a like, does that destroy them? Here's, here, hold no, on, here's my, here's my thought. Here's how we can make that work. Let's say that they recruit... Just like some ragtag friends, like people they know, like maybe some other people that worked at the restaurant. Maybe Mr. Shoji has like, maybe like a servant or some, let's say they have just a little group with them. And th let's say that like at the, the, um, act two finale, where it's like, you know, to get us excited for act three, let's say they're like in some safe house somewhere and they're, they know where the, the ninja are but they know that they've already figured out how to use the cloak. And it's one of those, like, what do we do? We're screwed. And while they're talking, uh, Suko's just back there cooking a soup for everyone, just to keep everyone's strength up, trying to stay positive. And then, <laughs> and then somebody, somebody notices that like the, something about the soup tastes strange. <laughs> and that's when they'll reveal that like, like some of like some of the noodles are actually just like little strips of fabric that he just tore off of the gloves. <laughs> and I was thinking well, like and he'll just and he'll and like and like Mr. Shoji will find them just like what have you done and he'll say, I don't know something wise something like you know <laughs> soup good for the soul you know good for I don't know some yeah. something about how nourishing soup You know is. if they're all Japanese he doesn't need to be speaking in broken English. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, okay. I wasn't. So, Guys, so, stop calling so, uh, me racist. <laughs> I stopped doing a, a an accent because you called that racist. All that right, wasn't so, really right. racist, actually. It's fine. Like, the accent thing. No, it wasn't. It was the fact that it was bad that was racist. <laughs> no, that's just me not being Japanese. Oh, uh, anyway. Christmas. All, all right, right, so... so I, I, you know what I say? I say we go full Space Jam and have the, the soup be just a placebo. Oh, where yeah. he tells them that the... Yeah, he tells them that he cooked the, the, See, the now, gloves. I, I like this. that, except... That's good. 
I like I like it except for the fact that it wouldn't work because, like I said, they're just a ragtag group. I feel like I I thought it would be funnier if they went in and actually like and like they just start kicking everyone's ass and they're like, "How are they winning?" Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you only thought you could not k- fight them. <laughs> that would be funny. when you thought you you drank the the gloves, then you believe that you right, could the beat only them, pers- and therefore yeah, the you only could. person that needs to. Only one person needs to actually wear the gloves, and that's the person who fights the person with the cloak of the Shadowmonger. Yeah, uh, that, that's what we're saying. It's the secondary effect that they all believe that they have, that they can, you know, they're unbeatable. Hmm. Yeah, and the person that actually wears the gloves is the only person that can actually um, so, punch okay, the, the Shadow. So while they're all, all under the placebo effect fighting the henchmen, Suko and Shoji go and find the bad guy, right. then, and yeah. they put on the actual gloves. Which Celestine's mm. working with them, or uh, to, to back the cloak? We established that, or is are we dropping that now? Yeah, well, I, I think we. I, I think it should end with them destroying s- them. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah it has to be Celestine's I, choice to do that. Yeah, like more trouble well, than it's worth. Like Celestine's like third act decision is that like, all right, did I really steal this cloak for myself, or or have I learned something working with these losers? Maybe she does steal it. But then she just, like, kind of takes it somewhere and destroys it. Yeah, but they have to know about that. Yeah. They can't just think that she's off with it. Hmm. Hmm. Just, like, in a happy ending way, not just, like, she's a loner character. Like, I kind of want her to start this off as a loner, and that's why she got in trouble with her own clan. And that's why she, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily clicking initially with these new, with the soup crew. Maybe they like. But, uh, maybe they like. They're in some kind of temple or something, or or not temple because we just did that. Um, maybe just some kind of, some kind of place where they have their final battle, and maybe at the end they try to like burn the gloves and the cloak, and then um, that can be like our post credit teaser where there's like a little like cluster of fabric that wasn't burned up, and somebody like crawls up to it like after the fight and picks it up, you know. And that could be like ooh. Mm. Like there's still there's still power out there, or or you could just have Mister so- Shoji say that there's still other powerful out of artifacts out there. What if like there are others? Yeah. I have I have hidden caches all over the world. What if somebody so like be like? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say like, what if somebody grabs the fabric and then like they get wrapped up in the shadow? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, is, like, there's a piece of it still around. Yeah, okay, like, you don't need the entire, okay, this is something that I thought of. I did this. But now no me. Gloves. Yeah, like, like, like a headband worth, you have uh, some degree of shadow power still. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, and now the gloves are gone. Yeah. Well, no, it, like, completely wraps around you, kind of, like, it forms, like, a lycra suit. I mean, that makes sense for a full cloak, not a, just a well, part no, that's, of one. That's what talking. I'm saying, like, just the part of one is enough to do it. Well, yeah, possibly. That's, that's something we're, we're, we'd have to explore in the next movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying we're talking sequels right yeah, now. Let's yeah. let's wrap this movie up. Yeah, I think, okay, I think we're um, good. We pretty much got we, we pretty much got the whole story. Do you guys want to build any more of these characters? Like the the, the their soup crew that we'd mentioned? Um uh, we don't really have time for it. I, I mean like why don't we decide that these... these all have different food specialties? Like they're all people that work at the kitchen. I, I feel like okay. in these kind of movies there aren't a, a ton of in-depth characters like 
No, you're right. But what? Uh, just really quick, what are the other roles in the kitchen uh, that we could we, we could say that these gotta guys? Got to be a sushi guy. And a sommelier. <laughs> like some guy. I think. Okay. The, hmm. I would pair your face with my fists. <laughs> just the uh, like the dish scrubber yeah. boy. Victor, what was that one thing you said at the same time when I said sushi chef? I said saucier. Oh, wait, no, one of those hibachi people. Like, with the fire and the flipping knives. 100%, right? Yeah, I mean, that works. That's a, natu- uh, that's a natural idea. Guys, I don't think we know anything about the, like, professional kitchen. <laughs> nope. And I watched well, I watched Ratatouille. I mean, there's that. Uh... I was going to say, this is just a Mr. Miyagi situation right here. <laughs> He's like, I have secretly been training you. <laughs> <laughs> in the way that you cut that sushi is the same way that you that you, you know wield knives. Jugular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be the case. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Alright, cool. I think we we got our movie, Yay. guys. Hey. Woo. Name. But uh, oh, do we have a name? We Do we have a segment? We do have a segment. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> that was so do we have a name? Do we have a segment? <laughs> uh, no, for real though, we we do. Do we? We we. Do we do. Five minute limit. Five minute limit. We got ninjas out of nowhere. This is the part where we name our movie in five minutes or less. Ready at eight oh four exactly. Go. Cloak of the Shadow Monger. Starting point. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, well, even and that even works because we teased that for the sequel. It can just be an ongoing thing. And m- monger glutton type stuff. <laughs> Chef. Holy crap. Yeah, I, I love That's it. That's got to be our fastest one. <laughs> yeah, that was like two I seconds. would maybe go back to our post-apocalyptic movie where Victor named it in like, you know what, I'll compare it. Oh. I will take this MP3 <laughs> and that MP3 and yeah, I'll see I, which one, one of us already, has it. I was like, one, two, three, it's going to be this. Right, yeah. That's true. That... Which, by All the right, way, so... I found out that uh, Mr. Blue Sky is one of the first songs in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, so so oh, yeah, James Gunn listens to, uh, to me. And we're... I mean, that's a movie that's out right now. And we're promoting it. When in you're listening. That's true, yeah. I'm going to see it next weekend with Theo. I'm going to be out in the Pine Barrens looking for frogs next weekend, but after that, I will see this movie. That sounds like Ooh. a thing that you would be doing. Yep. But first, let's say goodbye to all the folks. Well, folks, goodbye. If you want to hear more of us, you can find us on our Patreon page, which we don't have. So you can't find us there. Nope. Um <laughs> You can find us on our Facebook page, our Twitter, at John Robot Podcast. Our, uh, there's also one that's just at John Robot, but that is a rival ninja clan of ours. Um, yeah. yeah. There's our website, tinyurl.com slash johnrobot. There's also links on the Facebook page. If you're too lazy, type in that into a URL bar. I know that's not how I find websites. I just click around hyperlinks until I decide to sit up and actually type into my keyboard. Uh, we're also on Spreaker, Stitcher, Omni, and now YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to start posting like some like genrebot highlights, I feel like. Maybe like a Throwback Thursday thing. That'd be cool. I've already got the one where Victor fell asleep uh, bookmarked. I listen to it sometimes when I get sad. That you see, like that's too broad because that happens a lot. Which which one time are you referring to? <laughs> During the fairy tale parody episode. 
Oh, yeah, okay. I do remember that now. Yeah, I I won't be listening to that one. (laughs) Next time on Uh, Genre Butts. Oh, man. Well, if we made... If I posted one where I messed up, I'd need to post at least, like, six for every episode. <laughs> that all right, Well, th- thanks for making me feel better. Well, yeah, no, no, uh, absolutely all right, don't so feel bad. All right, so next time is me, right? That's uh, let's see here. True. What do we got in the old, got in the old bag here? Um, you s- the first thing you said when you went on the Skype call was, I got one, guys. I, I got one. I do. It's ready to go. Genre. I, I do have one. And you'll never catch it. It's a fugitive movie. Hey. Sure. Yep, a fugitive movie. The idea is uh, there's someone or someones that are running away. And, and there's a one-armed man. And that's man. it. And someone's... Yeah, yeah, like like that. But there are other movies like that. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care! That is a that is a great right. movie. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Fugitives. So tune in next time for more fugitive references. That's right. There will be many. I'm, I think that's the only one I know. Alright. Bye. <laughs> See ya.